Let's cut through the mainstream financial advice out there. This is your quick financial tip from your rich uncle. I invest in the top 10 worst, safest cities in America. And I think it all comes with part of the territory of investing in the right submarkets, even in these bad, unsafe areas. You can't just invest off generalities or these stupid top 10 lists. This is a story about a dude named Lane. Then one day he went and tried to rent them out. And then he became one of the some of people who aren't sophisticated investors might say, yeah, I don't want to invest in these least safe cities. But I, I had four rentals in Birmingham. A lot of the investors still go there for rental properties. I have a couple apartments in Oklahoma City. I invest in the top 10 worst safest cities in America. And I think it all comes with part of the territory of investing in the right submarkets, even in these bad, unsafe areas. You can't just invest off generalities or these stupid top 10 less. That said, if you're looking for the safest cities in America, you probably ain't going to cash flow there. It's probably not going to be a good investment. Partly, I bring these types of figures up to call out the BS, right? Safest states in America, Vermont, Maine, New Hampshire, Minnesota, Utah, Connecticut, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, Maryland, Washington. Now, you're not investing in a particular state. You're investing in a MSA, a city, and if you dive down even deeper into a certain MSA or sub-market within the market. So for example, like Seattle has maybe a couple dozen sub-markets within this greater Seattle area. And even within one of those sub-markets, you might have a good side or a bad side or a good block, bad block. What we tell investors is get away from these stupid top 10 lists and really start to dive in. And just know that some of these safe estates, a lot of these just won't cash flow. They're not going to be good investments. Sure, they're a nice place to live in. And maybe it has a good school district or two, but is it going to be make good investment? And that is where you separate the real investors, those people who just like to collect houses in random areas of the country because they feel like it is safe for them. Some of the least safest states in, in America, Tennessee, Missouri, Florida, Alabama, Montana, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Texas, Mississippi, Louisiana. If you went off this list, you wouldn't invest in Texas, Alabama, Florida. I'd say three of the top eight states to invest in, quite frankly. So bad data. Michael says he's from St. Louis. It's only bad in certain areas. So St. Louis and Kansas City, I don't know what it is about those towns, but man, it isn't really like block by block in those certain areas. And that's just goes to show you, even in the right sub-market, you have to go look block by block. Thanks for the comments, folks. Feel free to drop more comments in. And also, if you guys are checking this out on replay, drop the comments below. I might get to it if I happen to be playing around with social media, which I try not to. I think it shows me it's a waste of time. This next slide is from Arbor. Arbor is one of the, uh, the few direct Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac lenders that we'll work with to get these large direct Fannie Freddie loans for apartments. A lot of good data and, and newsletters they come up with. So this is an article on affordability and some of the highlights here. The pandemic's economic effects combined with this year's surging rent prices have strained low-income renters placing housing affordability back in the spotlight. So as we know, the, the pandemic impacted a lot of the low and the Class C type of stuff. The Class A stuff, in a traditional recession, the Class A people lose their jobs and move to the Bs and the Cs. But in this particular COVID-19 pandemic slash recession, 
the A class were pretty much unimpacted other than paying for uh, Grubhub and not having to go to their college sports games or professional sports games and like nice vacations. But other than that, they're pretty good. Some of our class A apartments, they ran into a, a rough month there when a lot of people were realized that they, you know, interest rates were low and they bought houses. Right? And this is why it's nice to invest in stuff that your tenants aren't exactly economically mobile. Now, that could be insensitive, but hey, when you're an investor, you don't want too much uh, turnover amongst your tenants. Next point here, reduced business income due to the pandemic and related downturn may decrease the value of tax credits and require affordable developers to seek alternative financing sources. So there's a lot of developers out there that will develop these properties for the lower income, or it might have, you know, say 20% of the units designated to be 20% under the market. I think it's a good idea. It's the government's way of ensuring that you have ample supply of lower income because even in a good area, someone's got to take out the trash or do those types of jobs. So it'd be cool if they live close to where it's at. I think it, this is a hell of a lot better idea than making a bunch of projects at where a bunch of poor people are living. There's just a lot of unsafe conditions and high crime areas where I think they call this the LURK, different acronyms, L-I-H-T-C is another program, but developers will take advantage of these government incentives to build and you know get, either get credits or great loans. But the, the give back is they need to have these rent restrictions on a certain amount of units. We've got a couple of apartments that have this exact same thing where 20% of the units are designated lower. The, the share of the LIHTC mortgages utilizing the 4% tax credit remained elevated at 40% through the second quarter of 2021, reflecting the continued attractiveness of rehabbing versus ground-up development. The Housing Choice Voucher Program, another major affordable housing initiative, is set to be expanded in the proposal of 2022 federal budget by $5.3 billion, a 13.3 increase from the fiscal year 2021. Now, 3.5 of several trillion, still pennies amongst the big stimulus package. This website offers very general information concerning real estate for investment purposes. Every investor situation is unique. Always seek the services of licensed third-party appraisers and inspectors to verify the value and condition of any property you intend to purchase. Use the services of professional title and escrow companies and licensed tax, investment, and or legal advisor before relying on any information contained herein. Information is not guaranteed as in every investment there is risk. The content found here is just my opinion and things change and I reserve the right to change my mind. Above all else, do your own analysis and think for yourself because in the end, you're the only person who is going to look out for your best interests. Lane is not a lawyer, CPA, but the dude did quit his engineering job and now owns thousands of rental properties. Learn more about the secrets of the wealthy. Join our community at thewealthelevator.com slash club. And if you're looking for a longer form podcast, also subscribe to the Wealth Elevator podcast.